pals. How are we? How's it going? How's your day? How's your morning? How's your afternoon? How's your evening? How the devil are you? What does that mean? What? How the devil are you? I don't know. Where did that come from? I don't know. Why is it not? How the angel are you? How the angel are you? <laughs> and why is it Irish now? <laughs> I don't know. It sounded Irish. You're good accents, aren't you? Not that one. Do an Irish one? No. Please? No, because last time I tried to do an Irish accent was when we were on one of our masterminds and uh, one of our Irish clients was sat on there and I possibly did the worst version of an Irish accent that I've ever done in my entire life and I've scared myself. It was horrible. You just did like a high-pitched Wigan accent. awful. I think I panicked because an actual Irish person was on the call. An actual Irish person? <laughs> not the fake one like me. That's all, yeah, not the... An actual, a real-life <laughs> Irish person? Who'd have thunk it? What were the chances? <laughs> Oh, I think I should have been born Irish. Do Newcastle then? I can't. That's one I cannot do. Oh, you do. can't, can you? I, I just can't do it. Scottish. Mm. Go on. Mm. Just say... Um, Are you lassie? That'll do. Is all I can do. Wherever That's that my is. entry. Do you know you have an entry word to accents? Yeah. Like, if you say that word, that gets you into the accent. Yeah. Or phrase. That's it for me. Like, um, what's that word that if you're saying... Oh, what is it now? Space... Oh, yeah. Space, Space ghetto. ghetto. Space ghetto. Space ghetto. Something like that, yeah. You say it... Space ghetto in... Space ghetto. And no, it's not right. It not is. Right. It's space ghetto in it's an American ghetto. accent. It's not ghetto, though, is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it? Space ghetto. And it sounds like Spice Girl. Yeah, in a Scottish accent. Sp- I'm googling it. Spice girl. What am I typing? I've spelled girl G U R L. I think you need to type in spe- space girl. It is space girl. Yeah. I told you it that was. was right. Space girl. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> that could have been a longer. Could have been a longer evening. That one. We've definitely talked about that on the podcast before as well. Well, we are ninety-eight episodes in, so we can be forgiven for repeating ourselves. Is this ninety-eight? Mm. Oh my goodness! What do we do at hundred? Another episode, yeah. I feel like we should do something monumental. Like? Uh, open to suggestions. <laughs> I've actually got a really good idea. We could send people to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Long-term listeners. <Yeah. laughs> you know. You ins- know the Britain joke. <laughs> that's an inside joke for you if you was, uh, if you was around, around episode seven. <laughs> I can only apologise if you're still with us. Sorry for dragging you along. Oh, do you know what worries me? People who come into the podcast maybe listen to like episode 98 and are like, this is really good. I'm going to go back and listen to the end from the beginning. That really concerns me because I haven't listened back to any of the early episodes. It concerns me that someone might listen to this and think it's good. <laughs> Don't. What's wrong with you? Got to pick yourself up. I am. It's you worried about. I'm, I'm fantastic at this. <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. That was mean. I'm only joking. You're a very good podcaster, Jen. Thank you. Although we was doing the private podcast this morning and we did discover that neither of us are that good at talking to a microphone and that's literally what a podcast is. Running running theme on this uh, podcast. We just forget what's You say it like we've just discovered it. We really haven't. There was another realise. Oh, sorry if you heard Reggie yawning <laughs> in the background. <laughs> no edits going on with this. Still, still raw from day one, if you can remember episode one. No, there was a few episodes that were edited. Was there? 
Yeah, do you know when we tried to be all fancy and that? Oh, what was that? That was, honestly... I feel like if you've been listening from the beginning, you've been on such a journey with you us. You have, and I can only apologise. Honestly, it's been hard work for you to keep coming to this point, so thank you. <laughs> I really, honestly do, I commend you in your commitment to still being here. Do you here. know what, though? Sometimes, if we don't, like, post for some kind of... Re- put an episode up for some kind of reason, people sometimes message me and are like... Moaning! Stop moaning on us! I've missed the episode this week, and I'm like... <laughs> Well, it's just a, it's a really bad week. Stop putting so much pressure on us, it's difficult. <laughs> Stop it. Put pressure on us. I like it when you miss us when we're not here. Right, well, I don't like it when you call my name, so message Jen. Oh, we've got, we, we, hey, we might need to pre record some for over December. We are going to have to. Actually, should we get my dad on an episode? Oh, no. <laughs> my dad's coming over, he can be on one of episodes. He can sit hey, here and chat about it. Does your dad listen to the podcast? Well, nobody will do if he's on it. I but think he used to. Yeah, probably. Dad, if you're listening, hiya. <laughs> Dad, I'm on hey, the, Dad. Dad, I'm on the radio. <laughs> I'm on the radio, I've made it. <laughs> I'm famous. I'm a celebrity. How have I got mud? So we took Red, me and my friend took um, Reggie and her dog Winnie onto like um, an enclosed field today and there was agility stuff and I literally got caked in mud and I've got changed and I've, I've still got mud on me and I don't understand how. Well, think of it how bad it is for me that I didn't even go. And he jumped straight out my train as soon as he walked in and made did them. Did I did. Well, I cleaned them. Yeah. They weren't broken. Well, that's fixed in my eyes. They still worked. Question. When are we putting the Christmas tree up? Honestly, I would never have taken it down. What date what is it now? Uh, it is the... Well, for listeners, it's the 21st. So it's we've got 20th. another 10 days. Yeah. I, do you know what? I don't mind the 1st of December. I think that's fine. I'm not against it. I quite like the fact that we can... I mean, what day is the 1st of December, though? Because that's going to I feel like we're all over the shop in December, though. I want to appreciate the tree. Well, that's very true. Thursday, the 1st of December. Oh, we'll do it on Thursday, the 1st of December. Do you reckon that's a good day for us? Yeah. Right, well, we'll do that. So not next Thursday, the Thursday after. Mm. That's exciting. I love putting... Do you know what? It's one of those. I don't love putting it up, but I like it when it's ready. It's I, ready. Do, you know, do you know what I like? The fact that we drink mulled wine when we do it. Yeah. I really Start like that. This year, if anybody wants a mulled wine tip, I've got two for you actually. Get the gingerbread, gingerbread one from Aldi. It's class. It's just got a little gingerbread man on the front. Yeah, a big gingerbread man. It's the size of the bottle. And <laughs> it's not far off. Size of the label. Well, yeah. Which just so happens to be pretty much the size of the bottle. <laughs> it's not a stamp, is it? It's like it's pretty much the size of the bottle. Anyway. If you want to keep, if you want to warm it up, keep it warm. Chuck it in your slow cooker. Oh, so good, so good. Because it just keeps it warm. So clever. Honestly, when I found that out, absolute dream, wasn't it? it the, the difficulty is getting it out of the slow cooker. Though. Although the way things are going these days, but everyone's air frying them. <laughs> there's not, there's not a recipe I've air not seen done. Draw with mulled wine. There's not a recipe I've not seen done in an air fryer. These, it's ridiculous. <laughs> right, should we do something like talk, tell them something? We have done. We've told them when we're putting our tray up. <laughs> we've told them that my dad's coming over in a few weeks. We've told them. That we don't like it when they moan at us because we've not put an episode out. We we've told them uh, what mulled wine to get this year and that they can put it in a slow cooker. If I'm honest, I think we can end it there. <laughs> We're out. The value <laughs> you've just received. Also, if anyone's taken offence to the fact that I said I don't like it when you moan at me. Oh, look at him taking his jokes back. I'm not finished yet. I'm going to say I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's your own fault for moaning at us. <laughs> oh, Phil. What are we talking about? This segway. week, we are talking, you love a segue, don't you? I've talked about Do you know what's funny? If, anyone, if anyone's in the, I've been doing some Instagram lives recently. I've been dragging some other coaches along with me. I am trying so hard to not, to do, seg- I'm trying hard to do segues, but every time I try and do one, I've got Jen in the back of my mind going, that was a rubbish segue. 
<laughs> every single <laughs> time. Really? Yeah, because we like. Well, I think I've said this on the lives. We like set up like um, sections to it so that like it flows, and so we've got we know what we're talking about. And like I can hear the other person. Like I did one with you in last week, and I could hear that he was coming to the end of his point, and I was like, "We've said everything about that." And then I was like, "I need to move on to the next bit." I'm going to need to segue. And I was like, Jen, Jen's going to hate this. It's brilliant. But anyway, segue. Um, segue. <laughs> why Christmas is the perfect time to work on emotionally in and how to conquer it for good. It's not conquer. It's the worst time to work on it. Oh, I'll see you next week then. <laughs> Just kidding. So I feel like sometimes we get people in on the episode and then we're like, ha ha, it's not. But that isn't the case this it's week. It's not. It is the perfect time. <laughs> it genuinely is. Um, the th- right, when it comes to getting started on anything in life, I know it makes sense to get started when things are easier. On paper, it makes sense. And this is just in general. This is nothing to do with emotionally. And we're talking just in general. Whatever journey it is that you want to go on. I know loads of people wait until January, wait until February, wait until next year, wait until festive periods over, etc., etc. The downside of doing that is it's not that you won't get any kind of result. You will. Like if you get started in January, we've no doubt that you'll make progress. You'll make progress for 60 to 90 days. Things will go really, really well. But the problem is, as soon as things become challenging, because you've not got those results during a challenging period, that's when you start to fall off track, which is why most people do it kind of like end of February, beginning of March, where the starts to pretend to get a little bit better. We're not used to trying to you know, lose or maintain weight around that time of the year or work on emotionally. And we're not doing it during a time where it's difficult. So when it does get difficult, things go backwards again. And then we kind of wait until the next easy time. And we basically, we, we program our brains to only do things when it's easier. And working on emotionally eating is no different. However, this is actually the best time. This is probably the best time because it's going to more likely happen more frequently. Because the festive period is one of those weird times where there's not really much structure. There's not really much routine. There's a lot more boredom. It's a fantastic time of the year. Like We absolutely love Christmas, don't we? Like We, we absolutely love Christmas. We think it is fantastic. However, we also both understand and agree that there's just some random days in the middle where it's just a bit random. What day is it? Yeah. Is it a Sunday or is it a Wednesday? And on those days where you're like, is it Sunday or Wednesday? There's little boxes of chocolate just or bowls of chocolate just knocking about. You've got like those coins that no one wants towards the I end. love them. No, I know, but they always get eaten last. Mm. Like everyone has all the chocolates and then there's some coins left that you didn't want. There's that like one P, it's tiny and it's dead hard to get out the wrapper. So you're like, oh, I, don't, I don't want that. But then by Wednesday, you're like, where's that one P gone? I want that one P. I wonder what they're going to do in a few years. Are they going to do contactless coins? <laughs> <laughs> Just credit cards that you eat. Yeah, but... <laughs> Debit cards. Oh, sorry. You only get one. You only need one, don't you? Don't, you needed coins. You only need one credit card, debit card. So I don't know how they're going to do that. But anyway. Edible credit cards. Yeah, it's quite a good idea. Remember edible cigarettes? I do. Chocolate cigarettes. Pretend you were smoking them. Legend. <laughs> um, so there's going to be more boredom. So there's potentially more boredom eating. Christmas can also be, or the festive period in general, can be quite a stressful time. You've got family around that you've not seen since last Christmas. Some of them are doing your weddings, so you're a little bit more stressed. Maybe you're the one cooking the turkey, so that's getting stressful. So there's potential stress eating. There's no routine or structure because every day is all over the place. Like Jen said, you don't know if it's Wednesday or Sunday. Um, so food's just feeling a bit up in the air. You're potentially lacking sleep because you've not really understood what time it is at any point in any day anyway. So all of a sudden you find yourself going to bed at three in the morning. And... Christmas can be quite an anxious time for a lot of people and maybe you're someone whose appetite and hunger and cravings and general desire for food increases when you're anxious. So there's loads of different opportunities and we're not saying this to scare you. The opposite, in fact, we're saying this to say you're going to have loads of exposure to this. 
And therefore you're gonna have more opportunity to learn and practice what Jen's gonna talk about in a second, which means that you're gonna get really good at it when it's really difficult. Instead of waiting until there's not really much opportunity to practice, because when there isn't much opportunity to practice, you don't get really good at it. And it's a little bit like, and I've written this analogy now, and I absolutely love You've this analogy. It. I've written it. <laughs> I've written this analogy, Anna. Just that said anything a while so far, I'll pick you up on something you said wrong. <laughs> Thanks. Um, appreciate that. You're good. Um, Adding value all the time. <laughs> behind every successful man, there's a woman behind him telling him he said something wrong. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. That's you right. are welcome. Um, waiting until things are easier is like waiting until it stops raining to put your umbrella up. What do you think to that, Jen? Do you like that one? I'll scoop on that. Thanks, because I thought that myself. You did. Well, I did, but I could Google it and someone else has said it first. Probably. But I genuinely thought that myself, Satin Costa. We, honestly, though, I... If things are going really well, like, this whole, like, idea of waiting until, like, you've not got the problem to start tackling the problem is just absolutely bananas. Like, if you're waiting, like, this is just in general, but if you're waiting until everything's going well, or, like, everything feels good... Mm. One, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. But two, you wouldn't need us. No. You wouldn't need anyone. That's if things true. are going well, you wouldn't need... Like, the really great time to start working on something is when it's dead hard. Mm-hmm. Because imagine how easy it'll be when when life's really good if you can tackle it when life's really hard. I actually had a conversation with a client about this the other day. She was saying that, like, things are really difficult. I must be such a problem client. Like, I can't seem to get anything done, blah, blah, blah. This is so such a common conversation that people I have with people of just like oh like I just I'm so sorry I'm not doing anything and I'm like this is the best time of your journey mm. I love working with people when things are difficult because that's the time that most people give up take for example Christmas winter people give up because it's really difficult to look after yourself because there's way more challenges. But actually, it's such a good time to do it because it's like, well, if you can build all those habits when things are more challenging, your life's just going to be dead easy when things get a bit easier. And it's a really nice opportunity to learn and explore what your minimums are so that you don't switch off. And this is what is really great about Christmas. So instead of doing what you always do over Christmas, and I say this from a place of love because I used to do it myself and just go... There's too many things, too many temptations was probably the word I would use, used to use. There's too many opportunities to eat food. I'm rubbish at stopping eating food. I just end up overeating anyway. I've just got constant food. Either I'm thinking about it all the time or it's there in front of me. I've got all these new foods that I don't normally eat because we've just bought a load of different foods in just because it's Christmas and there's loads of it. And actually no one's actually coming round, but I bought it all anyway just in case someone did come round so that I had something in. And like, ah, oh, what's the point? I'll just give up. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been me going into Christmas. So, instead, it's about flipping that on its head and being like, well, actually, how can we learn something? And think, well, yeah, all right, emotionally, it is the thing that we normally go struggle with over Christmas. So how can we actually learn from that, like Phil said, and um, start working on it? So, sorry, I went off on a bit of a tangent then. But, Do you know um, what I said? I did all these podcast notes this morning. And Jen's not said a word that I've written yet. <laughs> it's gone way off on tangent. I just like saying stuff. I know, that's fine. I actually don't care. It's <laughs> like bringing Adding it up. some great value. You know when you brought up that thing that I said when I said that word wrong? Because yeah. you haven't spoken in a while. Is that what you just did That's then? what I just did. <laughs> that's literally Excuse what I just did. Excuse me. I'm here, remember. <laughs> you go off Two of us on this podcast. You go off on as many tangents as you want. <laughs> Love a tangent. Mm. 
Smells like tangerine, doesn't it? Does, that's what I was thinking of my head. I'm allergic to that. Add a Terry's chocolate orange hot chocolate to it. I think I'm allergic to tangents as well. Are they they (laughs) of the citrus family? (laughs) Anyway, so emotional eating. Really good time because it's heightened. Instead of giving up, let's go, right, okay, let's work on this instead. So this is what we want you to do. Note down any emotions that you feel when, before you, before or after? Either. <laughs> reading Phil's notes and got all confused. <laughs> You're confused. <laughs> I was confused. This is your job, Jenny. You know what you're doing. You're asking me for. I do know what I'm doing, but you put it down and then I'm like, that's not what I normally say. We like has Phil got a better strategy than me that I don't know about? Probably. <laughs> but we'll go with yours, Jen. Go on. So <laughs> before you eat anything, um just try and take a pause to write down how you're feeling. <laughs> the emotion. It's not that funny of an activity, I'm not going to lie. No. If anybody's tracking their emotions when they start eating and you don't laugh as much as Jen, don't panic. <laughs> this block. isn't normal. You probably <laughs> won't find it this funny. I feel like I need to start all that section again. What you'll probably do is you'll probably write down the word stressed and then just have you say... <laughs> You probably won't laugh this much. Or maybe you will now that you've... This could be great. Because some people do tie past experiences to future events. So the next time someone goes to eat and they do write down the word stress, they'll remember this moment and just laugh at you. <laughs> you remember Let's the other week? Oh, that's the association. What I'm was that saying. from? Was it from the podcast? Sorry, we will get back to you in a moment. We're just having a conversation. <laughs> do you remember? We had... What did we do the other week? And it was you laughing. Was it the podcast episode? Oh, it was the... Yeah. Absolute cackle. It was the, the question, the question wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, from Emily. Yeah, sorry. Carry on. Yeah, so you can do this one before, but it can be tricky when you start doing it to catch your emotions and be able to note them before. So you can actually do this afterwards in reflection as well. So you can do it in two different ways. Um, but note down your emotions before or after you've eaten, and think about how you actually feel. Sit with it. That is the big one. Typically, we say to try and do it beforehand where possible, um, but actually think about what is that feeling? How does it or did it feel physically, mentally? Was it um, a deep feeling or was it on the surface? Is it or was it heavy or is it light? And then what happened in the lead up to this feeling? Can you remember or was everything at like 100 million miles an hour? And then what did you actually need? Was or is it food and or, sorry, was or is it something else? So basically, pause before, ask how you're feeling, think about if it's deep or on the surface, is it heavy or is it light, what has happened before and what is it that you actually truly want right now? Is it food? Or if you're doing it in reflection, look back on that moment and ask yourself those questions and what we can start to do then is start to understand the patterns. So for example, what emotions are leading us to eat? What specific emotions may potentially lead to specific and certain cravings? So it might be that whenever you stress, you're looking for the sugary foods. It might be that uh, whenever you're sad, you just want to sit and snaffle a bag of crunchy crisps or something. It might be that certain emotions lead you to reaching for certain foods, but it really is a really great time to explore and understand this behavior and the more that we can take note and be present and understand those emotions and how they're 
causing us to act and react, the easier it becomes to create that toolkit to deal with them. 100%. And the big thing that we want you to take from this episode is, yes, use the strategy. But the big thing we want you to take is that, and this is going to sound really blunt, you're not going to be good at this at first. Mm. Be okay with that. I read something once that said, be okay with being a beginner. And I absolutely love that sentence because we should use that with absolutely everything in life. And you should be okay with being a beginner at this because what's going to happen is, Jen's touched on it already, but you're going to notice the emotion later on. You're going to look back on your day and be like, why did I have that brownie? I was really stressed, wasn't I? And that might be like five hours after you've eaten it. That's fine. You've taken the opportunity to recognise why you've eaten it. It's because you were stressed. The next time, and it isn't going to be as linear as this, but the next time might be four hours after, then three hours after, and so on, until you notice it whilst you're eating it. And you'll go, why am I having this? I'm, I'm not even hungry. I don't want this. I'm just stressed. I'm stressed. That's what's happening. Right, well, what do I actually want when I'm stressed? What do I need to do? And you may then put down the brownie and go for a walk, whatever your strategy is. But the key thing here is you're getting better at it. And I said before, it's not going to be linear. All I mean by that is there might be a day after where you have something else, but you only notice an hour later. That's fine. It doesn't need to be a linear, perfect route where, you, you know, every day you get an hour better at it or anything like that. Just go into this without criticism. Just be really curious about what's going on. And there'll be a day where you... Think about having some food or you go to get up to go into the kitchen or you go to reach to put your hand in a bowl of chocolate and you go, hang on a minute, what do I actually want right now? How am I feeling? I'm feeling pretty tetchy, a bit stressed, a bit like the room's kind of closing in on me. I'm feeling a bit like bored and I don't really know what I want. What is it? Is it? Am I actually hungry? I'm not hungry at all. I don't even want chocolate. What, why am I reaching for the chocolate? Well, I'm doing it because it's there. Right, well, what do I actually want to do? I need to get up and move, don't I? That's what I needed to do. And then you'll get up and you go out for a walk, celebrate that because that's a phenomenal, phenomenal mm-hmm. skill to be able to learn. But that's not going to happen if the very first time you do it, you go, oh, this is no good. I felt stressed and ate food. This doesn't work. Mm. That's normal. Normalize that. Be okay with being a beginner. Be okay with it not working the first time, the 10th time. I was reading the other day, or I watched a real the other day of someone talking about meditation. She said the first hour is you're like, what am I doing? The first 10 hours, you're like, this isn't working. The first 100 hours, you're like, oh, maybe I get it. And putting that into context, you might meditate for 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. So how many days is that if you're doing 100 hours worth? Like it's, I don't even know, is that like 1,000 days or something? I don't even know, I don't even know the maths. Mm-hmm. But like things like this take a little bit of time because what you'll have done is, without knowing, you'll have practiced emotionally eating. Now you need to practice not emotionally eating. And it's okay if that takes a little bit of time. It is going to be a beginner and then eventually you'll no longer be a beginner. And I think as well, like, it is a skill, like, you, you're undoing, and we say this a lot, like, you're undoing habits of a lifetime, like, you, you're bound to get caught up in those automatic behaviours quite a lot, and it's just being kind to yourself when that happens, because I think a lot of people that we work with, and probably if you sat listening to this, you'll you'll get this feeling, is that they just want that, that instant, like, fix. Mm-hmm. and I think it can be really difficult when you start working on something like this because it isn't instant like I still feel like I'm working on emotional eating but I feel like that's going to be something that is an ongoing process for me for, for like forever because I do tie food to my emotions and so should everyone like we should allow ourselves to eat foods for comfort but it's just knowing that there's so many other ways that we can do it and that sometimes we might need to put a little bit more focus and energy on that. And actually that right now coming into Christmas probably is one of those times because emotions are going to be heightened. 100%. I've just noticed something about podcast notes that's really making me laugh inside. What? You know, when it comes down to this bottom bit where we have to put someone on the spot. Yeah. 
I've because I don't write names. I just write letters. It says put P on the spot. So Jenny needs to go and put P on the spot. <laughs> Are you thinking of me weeing on the spot? Well, I can't think of anything else I could be thinking. Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Just <laughs> well, right, I've gone for a different tangent today. You'll have seen that I was writing some notes. Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> you said it like you were talking to other people. Yeah, I saw you was writing notes. A little bit weird. Yeah, I don't normally write notes for um, no. the podcast. So, well, not for the on-the-spot question. So, last night was my second hen do. Mm-hmm. And this on-the-spot has been inspired by the game of Mr and Mrs that we played at my hen do last night. Hey, there was was the ten questions. We got eight right. Yeah. Boom! Let's see how many more we can get right. Oh, no. So what's happened is I've written three questions down Mm -hmm. and I've written my answer down already. Brilliant. So you need to tell me yours and then you can read mine for the podcast listeners. Show me answers, but don't tell the listeners. No, we're not cheaters in here. But then we'll look really good. No, we're not cheaters. We'll look well good. No, we're not cheaters. Okay, ready? You're a rubbish influencer. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Okay, right. Who takes longest to get ready? Mate. <laughs> Not even close. Jen takes somewhere between 10 to 15 minutes. I take somewhere between anything from one to five working days. Oh, do you know what? I'm really annoyed. Have you said you? Yeah. Why? Because I was like, it's oh, me? it's definitely Phil. Yeah. And I went to write your name and then I was like, but actually, if we think about it, actual getting ready, maybe he's going to say me. If we include shower time, it's definitely you. Correct, and I do, because that's part of getting ready. <laughs> okay, right. Well, I've made an error. Correct. Hang on, Jen's put the answers down, and Jen got it wrong. She answered first. We're on to a winner here, aren't we? Well, because I put you, and then I was like, well, I thought you, and then I was like, oh, but like actually getting ready, I think it's probably me. <laughs> do you know what's funny? There's loads of listeners sat there now going, oh, walking, I don't know when you're at. But he's not even got her. How's he taking ages? <laughs> <laughs> nothing on his head. What's he doing? Literally PR shower. Oh, I take... Ages and I love having a shower, me. Having a shower. Oh. Yeah, but we've talked about this. Have we talked about this on the podcast before about why you love a shower and why I don't? Yeah, we have. You told the story because you discovered it one day and it's brilliant. The little vo- the vortex oh, that you get. I have so many good ideas. I wrote this podcast in the shower. Did you? Well, not on my laptop. Describing <laughs> it on the wall. Mentally, I'm not going to go into the bathroom and there's podcast notes all over the town. <laughs> and shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> Scribed. Podcast episode Into the French sheet you Yeah. Maybe that's rubbish. It'll easily come off. Ready? Are you? Yeah. Because <laughs> you got the last one wrong. Yeah. Who's the best driver? Me. No, that's incorrect. <laughs> it depends. It's me. That, that's conditional. What do you mean? It depends. Why? I'm lost, you. I'm terrible when I'm lost. <laughs> I'm horrendous at driving when I'm lost. Oh my word. I am the better driver. And to be fair, I'm lost 95% of the time, so yeah, I probably do. <laughs> it depends. I no, do you know where I'm better? Where? On motorways. Because you go faster. Yeah. <laughs> no, I am. I'm better on a motorway. I, strict, I stick strictly to 10% above the speed limit. Brilliant, yeah. Because they're the laws. Um, no. Do you know what it is? I didn't drive for a few years because I worked about well six minute walk away from where we live so i didn't need to drive anywhere whereas you spent those two and a half years driving around a city center so i didn't drive for that amount of time no and i drive i drove all before that because you didn't have a car true 
So yeah, I've not really drove much in my I'm life. I'm the better driver. Well, that's what someone like you would say. Yeah. Right. I, I think I actually don't think we're that far apart. You're. I, I don't think you're a bad driver, I'll be honest. 50-50 split. Yeah, I'll take that. These are rubbish oh. questions. You got the first one wrong and the second answer was both of us. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the two we got wrong last night, the reason we got them wrong is because I said I'm 50-50 split on these. Yeah, that is true. Like, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right, are you ready for this one? Last one. I hope so. Who's <laughs> more likely to light a candle? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a candle. Phil, correct. Can I put Phil too? Podcast listeners are learning a lot about me. <laughs> Phil, you love a candle, don't you? It takes me three hours in the shower. I can't drive and I love, love lighting candles. <laughs> Do you know what? As well, last night, the directions one, hmm. everyone thought it was me. What directions are? Who's, who's worst at directions? Everyone put me. That wasn't the question. What is it? Who's most likely to get lost? All right. Well, everyone put me. Right. And I was like, I'm sick of directions. Do you think? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Thing is, I just always live off sat nav. Yeah, but I've got a really good visual memory and you've got a really good written memory. What does that mean? Like, you can remember writing really well mm-hmm. and I just remember things I see really well. Oh, you might something I've read. Yeah. Ah, wrote and down. Wrote and down. I remember things that I see really well, so I'm really good at directions. And also, Phil doesn't know how to use a sat now. Oh, they're annoying. <laughs> they are. It's like, it's like, turn left. And then you'll be like, there's no left. And also, and it's me because and you've Phil, gone past it already. Me and Phil have been together six years on the day of our wedding. Mm. And the whole time, my granddad has lived in the same place. And I still had to direct you to my granddad yesterday. All right. <laughs> Five minutes from us. Dark. It's hard and dark, isn't it? It is. Roads seem different. <laughs> Got it right, though, didn't I, on the way back? Yeah. No, you went the wrong way. No, no. <laughs> you did. I, I got us back to where we needed to go. I, t- I took all the right turns. I just took you a long way. <laughs> got us back. We won't be sat here now if it went for me. <laughs> Jen's complaining that I went the wrong way. This is me who took Jen to her hand and picked her up. Yeah, that's Thank right. You. <laughs> sat in on my own, had a curry. Me and Reggie. <laughs> Had a great night. You didn't give him any of it, did you? Um, no, I don't think so. He don't like my dress. <laughs> Does he like your pants? What? <laughs> that was terrible. Would you say my dress as if it was like my dress? He said he'd like my dress when you said oh, it. Uh, that's a Simpsons joke, isn't it? Is it? He asked Tom Simpson, do you like my tie? And he says, yeah. Do you like? Oh no, he says, do you like tie? And he says, yeah. Do you like, do you like my shirt? He meant Thai food. Oh. <laughs> I knew that would go over your head. Anyway, uh, thanks very much. We love you all. We think you're fantastic. Um, and we'll see you all next week. Speak to you soon. See you later. Bye.